Hi, I'm Annette Richmond. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Trend Talk Show, where industry experts join me to discuss new and emerging trends in their fields. Well, hello out there. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are joining us from. I am so excited to be here with my friends Mo and Brenda tonight um, to talk about social media. And uh, I'm Annette Richmond. This is the Trend Talk Show, and we are here tonight talking about social media marketing. Uh, now, I hate to see people reading introductions, so I'm going to ask my guests to introduce themselves. Let me start with you, Mo, and then uh, Brenda. First of all, thank you so much, Annette. And it's so great to be on your show with Brenda. It's an honor. Um, my name is Momita Dastroy, and I am a cross-industry marketer with very keen interest in digital and the social world. And on LinkedIn, you will find me sharing about the world of digital and content marketing. And I advocate for diversity and inclusion through my lived experiences. So that's a little bit about me. Okay, thank you. All right. This reminds me of Toastmasters. I don't know if either of you are familiar <laughs> with or do your table topic introduction of yourself in one minute or less. So hello, this is Brenda Muller. Thank you so much, Annette, for inviting me on. Mo, it is a delight to see you. I have to look up, what is it, this way over there to say hi to you. <laughs> um, but it's a delight to be on with both of you here tonight. And for those that are watching, if we are not yet connected yet, my specialty is LinkedIn, and I my catchphrase I tell people is I help you get a bigger slice of the LinkedIn pie, and I um I don't work for LinkedIn. I work for myself, and if I'm being honest, I work for you. I work for my clients. So I'm delighted to be here and really looking forward to the discussion tonight. Okay, so here's our cue, Mo. This is social media pie. As you see, we are big fans. We both have can get a picture. <laughs> I'll get it from the playback later. <laughs> so, we all, so we all have our we all have our copies, and I have learned tons from it. So um, I am so excited to be here. And you know, as you know, we're just going to be having an open discussion because you know I hate that Q and A formal format. And you know, in preparation for the show, I've been looking up some you know stats on social media marketing, and I shared a few of them with you. And one of the things that I found really interesting. Um, was the idea that 73% of businesses are participating in social commerce, which they uh, they define as selling through Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, et cetera. And 79% expect to do that in the next three years. So it sounds like there's a lot of marketing going to be done on, um, on social. And some of the stats that I found were that um, – 91% of executives responding to this poll said they were increasing their budgets more than 50%. And they also found in this, and this is a Harris poll conducted for Sprout Social, 78% um, of consumers said they were more willing to buy from a brand and 77% would choose a brand over a competitor after a positive experience on social media. So, you know, you are the social media, you know, gurus here. So what's your take on all that? 
Brenda, do you want to start? Go ahead. (laughs) Okay, so here, of course, those statistics have been quite revealing. And uh, from my personal experience, I can see um, a lot changing. uh, And, you know, video looked very daunting. Social media, digital looked very daunting. But then there are things that's become very easy. And someone just... For example, even a a small business owner can just get started with the tools that are currently available online. The big businesses uh, that I work for a large business um, and I see a lot changing in my professional uh, experience as well. I am seeing people are gradually shifting budgets from traditional marketing to digital and trying to work in tandem. So I will give you an example of Um, a traditional marketing tool, for example, an in-person event marketing, an in-person event, and how digital has become an integrated part of that uh, physical experience. So it is a world of digital right now. So for every event right now, we have QR codes for signing up for it, you know, where people can scan their phones and immediately their contacts get transferred as a lead. So we're trying to build in or we're trying to bring in the best of both worlds. And I think this is only going to grow uh, in my experience. Okay. So I guess to add on to that, so my first career uh, starting out professionally, I worked for an advertising agency in media planning, which at the time was broadcast, you know, radio, TV, outdoor, print. There was no social media. I mean, I don't even think, no, we didn't even do social media at the time. And I was only with the agency for about two and a half years. And then I left and I went into corporate marketing and retail marketing in a bunch of different areas. Um, but coming back full circle in corporate marketing, we started to shift our budget. It was probably 2008, 2009 into social and digital. And we were already doing the Google ads and, and pay-per-click and things like that. But I even think myself right now, Annette, you know, I've, I'm now six years into working independently and being fully immersed into LinkedIn and everything. And I just think about how much this landscape has changed and is continuing to change year over year. And even there's new players, you know, out there now and and TikTok, and we're not quite sure what's happening with Twitter. We're hearing some ad budgets shifting out of there and where will they go? There's an opportunity that's created by that. Um, So it's, it's amazing to think about how far we've come from, you know, this push message that advertisers would push messages out there through, you know, traditional. And now that's really not even, I don't want to say non-traditional anymore, but it's not traditional. Now the new traditional is social and it is digital and there are new iterations that are popping up on there so the data that you were sharing doesn't surprise me at all um and it it makes complete sense because of that no like and trust factor and and that's where we spend our time we spend our time online online nowadays through social media communities so it makes a lot of sense to me so you know also i i found a lot of information was on um video and one of the um, surveys that I was looking at from HubSpot actually said that um, 66% of consumers have watched video content, demos, reviews, et cetera, to learn about brands or products. And, you know, now 
consumers expect to see video content from brands. It's just becoming something that they expect. And one thing that I found was interesting, and Mo, you had mentioned, um, you know, I think you and Brenda both may have mentioned TikTok. And the thing that's that I find really interesting is um, consumers want short videos. And the, they had a breakdown and 36% like wanted one to three minutes and 27% said four to six minutes, but the longer and the shorter were both about 15, uh, 15% and 14%. So those short videos that I think we were all trained to, um, you know, we're told, oh, it must be under three minutes and it has to be one minute particularly since TikTok started with one minute is really not true. And, but also the longer videos people don't like either. So what do you think about that? And, and what, what would you say is kind of the sweet spot? Um, I could go and I, before I answer your question, Annette, you know, how it's, it's really, um, it's really very interesting to note the journey, how everyone is jumping into video. I, I jumped into video quite late um, and also corporates. So what we have to understand is, you know, when we talk about television advertising, for, my, for, for that matter, television advertising demonstrates. It's a demonstrative mechanism. So video in any form, short, long demonstrates and it actually brings us so much closer to our audiences and when I say our audiences I essentially talk about people as media you know one of my favorite things to say about social media is I like to call it the people media like people are the uh, broadcasters we have our own audience on own genre own reach own network so all of us are broadcasters for that matter and when the tools are available, video can demonstrate and it can bring us so much more closer to our audiences. It does make sense that video is only going to grow. Also for email marketing, the moment you include a video in email marketing, the click rates increase dramatically. So video connects. Video actually, you know, takes care of um, accents, look, connecting with your audience and all of that. So it, it definitely is going to be a, a great tool. It, it looked daunting, making it, using it in the past, but with, you know, tools these days, it's getting easier and easier. Brenda? I, I will add on to that too. I mean, one thing we see now, I'm going to just say Super Bowl advertising, and let's think about this for a second. Every year, what happens now? A couple days before the big game, the advertisers start, the brands, I should say, through their advertisers start leaking their videos out and they go mm -hmm. on YouTube and we all watch them before the show and we're like, oh, this is going to be the one that I want to watch now. Um, and I think there's still 30 second spots. I think some of them are 15s. Um, but when you're talking, Annette, about, you know, length of video, and we think about the average attention span. And as you were describing the data, I'm like, oh, it has to be short. It has to be short. But then you're just like, no, there's actually longer videos. And I think it depends on the subject. And, and to your point, too, Mo, if we are in information seeking mode, if we are in a research mode, we are sometimes more um, willing to watch longer. But I think also entertainment. And I'm going to use... Um, Oh, gosh, I'm blanking on the name of the guy, Ryan. He does the whiskey commercials. Um, they're very, you know. Oh, Ryan Gosling. What is Ryan that? Ryan Reynolds. I'm sorry, say that again. 
has he just just uh, the star who's just joined LinkedIn and is going big? No, on it's a celebrity, and I'm blanking on his name. I think but anyways, she's like Ryan Reynolds, but Ryan Reynolds is it Ryan Reynolds? I think it is Ryan Reynolds. So yeah. he's got now these these longer commercials that are like two minutes long, but they're kind of you know they're funny, and you watch them because yeah. it's it's entertainment while it's educating you. And there was a, a one that's going around right now that is about um getting um i think a colonoscopy and it's a funny video and it's actually walking through the steps but and it's the whole point is get your colonoscopy don't wait don't put it off a lot of us did during the pandemic and this is a a very necessary screening that can prevent many forms of colon cancer so i think about sometimes these videos it depends on the subject matter and it also depends on your audience are they willing to watch longer um because it either is information fulfilling for them or entertainment fulfilling for them yeah, I mean, personally, I like that one to three minutes, though you're talking about, you know, it's kind of um, particularly if they're entertaining. And I love that whole idea, the the edutainment. I just want to say hi to some of our friends out in the audience. Kevin D. Turner, thank you for joining us. And Dan Roth and Naomi. I don't know how to pronounce your last name. Um, um, but anyway, thank you for joining us and for being out there. I'm terrible with name pronunciation and uh dan wants to know is your audio book out yet uh brenda so you can uh dan roth you should know that it is of course it's out and you should have a copy of that if you're not going to read the print <laughs> i'm offended dan roth that you don't know that already <laughs> so so thank you all for being here you know we so uh so do appreciate you uh being here with us and you know um I, I love the whole idea too of, of the edutainment. And I know that, you know, I do a lot of videos too, and I try to make them entertaining as well as hopefully, you know, educational. So do you think that that's kind of, you know, the way that, that things are going? I, I want to um, just throw this one other um, stat out that 74% of businesses when they make, videos they do explainer or demonstration videos so so what what's your is is that the thing now the edutainment is that uh, the preference or not or maybe <laughs> yeah i think so uh, if you look if, if you consider tiktok as you know the video guide the video compass the way tiktok has been setting trends on how videos should be made uh, we are seeing more of these kind of edutainment videos being made. And I think TikTok has also kind of shifted from very short videos to, you know, slightly longer one to two minute videos, which are explaining, which are entertaining and what you call edutainment. And I think the TikTok algorithm is so smart. It just shows you what you want to see. The moment you see or scroll through maybe two or three videos, which are slightly longer, it'll show you only, you know, videos of that duration. And if you are into like very short videos, like 15 seconds, 20 seconds, it'll keep showing you, you know, videos of that duration mm -hmm. as well. So, yeah, I think that's the, that's the way forward. And, and, and the other thing I'd also add is, um, say for example, CapCut, which is also owned by ByteDance, the same company as, well, who owns TikTok, mm -hmm. they are complementing each other by creating tools that make your video production so much more easier. Yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, we're all on TikTok, so it's kind of be fun to talk about it. And, 
you know, I had read um, a, a couple of months ago when I was doing something that TikTok was the most downloaded app in the United States with 94 million downloads in 2021, a wow. 6% increase over 2020. And that was from Apptopia, um, who trap, you know, tracks different um, app performances or downloads. And um, I also found that their their website, which, you know, we know now you can use the website. You don't even have to download the app. You can just go to their website and look at stuff. It became the most popular domain in 2021. And I know that I have started, you know, going there myself if I'm looking for, you know, how to do something. I learned how to whitewash my uh, fireplace last year from, from a TikTok video. And, you know, it was, I know it was a minute. And then it was three minutes, which started almost as soon as I have, oh, at least a year ago. And then I don't know if it's six months or so ago, you can go to 10 minutes now. Now, mm -hmm. I had tried a couple of longer videos that didn't do very well. But um, so what what do you all think about about TikTok? Because I don't know a lot of people that actually use it. <laughs> people that people that are colleagues. You know, I, I would say I think it depends on I mean, there's like the user perspective and then there's the brand perspective. I mean, you got to figure out. Let's just talk from a marketing perspective. Is your audience there? I mean, that's what it comes down to. Is your audience there? Are they looking for you there? You Normally when a new site rolls out and, you know, Annette and Mo, we've seen these, you know, think different sites are popping up all the time. And as soon as something feels like it's starting to gain enough traction and visibility in the, in the mm -hmm. mainstream, I usually will tell my clients, claim your name at bare minimum, you know, claim Brenda Meller or Meller Marketing, whatever the name is on the platform so that nobody else can. And then you can decide, do you want to even post and, and do anything on it? Um, and some people are just not comfortable with video, you know, and that's fine. Um, and then I think some other people will embrace the uncomfortableness of it and learn it. And Ilya Francis, I want to give her a shout out because she's amazing and she's done so much with different videos and she's now evolved it into it's a little bit of of uh, entertainment and it's a lot of education and she does so in a way that's really engaging and then she repurposes what she's doing on TikTok and does it on LinkedIn and I see others doing this um, really well now for me you can look me up on TikTok if you want, Brenda Meller. It's a, it's a couple of videos of me and my daughter doing TikTok dances during the pandemic. And there's like a couple of LinkedIn things on there. I really haven't done too much. But I was surprised the other day and I, I looked up. I'm like, I have 250 followers. And why are people following? There's not even nothing there to look at. I, but it's where can your audience be found? Coming back to that point again, are they there? Then you should be there. That's my advice. Yeah, I, I I agree, and I'm curious to hear what you you think um, about that too, Mo. But because I know that you know when I'm on there, um, I am seeing increasing numbers. I mean, it's not all just dog videos and you know grannies dancing in their underwear. I mean, that stuff's on there too. But there are a lot of people, kind of like me, like us, that are on there that are providing videos that are you know, um, educational or a lot of coaches and, and different types of people on there. So, so what are you seeing in terms of that, uh, Mo? Um, I think anybody who thinks TikTok is only for, uh, you know, like you say, dancing crannies and uh, dog videos must have been sleeping for the past couple of months because, um, you know, social media is what you want to see. You direct as much of it as you want you know you will only see what you want to see so if you want to see the videos that are educational entertaining of that particular duration 
you just have to train the algorithm to do that. And um, the, one, the one thing that I want to talk about TikTok is the way it gained popularity. It started as a discovery platform. By discovery platform, I essentially mean consumption over community. You don't have to be friends to like someone's video. You just have to have that interest. So that way we kept scrolling depending on what on what we wanted to see. And that is something that even LinkedIn and probably other platforms are also bringing, like the discovery feed, which is beyond your community, beyond people who you are connected with. Uh, the funny thing, however, is now TikTok has also introduced a friends tab. You know, so TikTok is also now trying to bring in that feeling of community. So I think most platforms are behaving or trying to copy the best um, behaviors from the other. Mm -hmm. uh, about TikTok, the other interesting thing is for Google, it's a competition because it's becoming a search engine. For Netflix, it's a competition because it's an over-the-top uh, platform. If you wanted longer videos, there are people, there are channels, there are handles who have, you know, uh, sliced up episodes like Friends, Big Bang Theory, and have posted them, have done nothing, no work, but have posted sliced up videos, bite-sized chunks. And by, by bite-sized, I mean two-minute, three-minute, four-minute chunks. And people are watching that. People are, you know, helping those channels, those handles um, gain popularity. So it is all what you want to see. And TikTok is kind of setting these, you know, these directions. Yeah, you know, I want to hear what your thoughts are on that, Brenda. But for those of you, um, if you're watching and you are not on TikTok, I think what you're talking about is um, when you have your feed, you have the for you, which is people that you are um, not necessarily that you are following, I believe, but then you also have the um, the other the friends, the friends, the friends, your friends tab, and yeah. your for you page. You have your friends, your for you, and then you have the people that you're following. So the oh. for you is that kind of discovery. So I I see it as something that gives you an opportunity to reach beyond your uh, connections more so than like LinkedIn. So. You're the LinkedIn pro here, uh, Brenda, as well. So what, what do you think about that? Um, so when you were just describing TikTok and your friends and Discovery and all the like I go on there like maybe once every couple weeks is, okay. is how often I go on there. And usually it's like somebody like you, Annette, will send me a video or my husband will send me like, oh, you got to watch this and I'll go on there. Um, I, I don't actively use it as part of my day-to-day um, and, and you make me think as you're talking in that about like when sometimes when I talk to people about LinkedIn, I'm explaining to them and I'll be like in a coaching session and I'll and I'll we'll be doing like a zoom and they'll have their their profile up on screen and I'll say click on the me icon and then go under privacy and settings and they'll say click on the who to the what, you know, <laughs> and to me, it's like intuitive the me icon and then I usually back it up and I say look at the menu bar at the tab it says home my network, jobs, messaging, and I slow it down until I hear them go, oh, yeah, yeah, I see it. Okay, click on the me icon and then go under and then you'll see privacy and settings. And, you know, sometimes we have to slow it down. I think, honestly, there's a huge opportunity for people to teach TikTok to non-TikTok users, people that are open and receptive to that to that audience. And it, it, 
in some ways it reminds me of there's a whole audience of people like that feel that same way on LinkedIn. And we got a lot of them off of Facebook. We got them right because people left Facebook, especially over the past couple of years, a lot of things happening in our nation here in the U S and people getting sick of, of Facebook drama. And they came on to LinkedIn and they said, gosh, it's nice over here. It's not like Facebook where you got this and that and the other, but it's so different. It's so much more like robust and I don't want to do things the wrong way. So you know, I think just taking a step back from all of that, I mean, as you're talking about TikTok, I'm like, I'll sometimes throw up my hands and go, I don't know. I Because I don't know. That's not the lane that I'm in. I'm comfortable saying that. But I feel like both of you, um, you're talking like this, this almost foreign language about the discovery <laughs> and the tabs and my friends. And I'm like, I'm grabbing my phone out going TikTok, like I'm navigating. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So, so I wanted this to, to sort of shift anyway. So let's, we're just, we're talking about LinkedIn. So let's shift over to LinkedIn because there's plenty of people that don't know about video on LinkedIn either. And I love what you were saying about, you know, Ilya that she creates, um, videos on on TikTok and then repurposes them onto LinkedIn. I think Mo, you do that as well. I do that as well. And one of the reasons that I I um like the videos is because it's it's a different audience, but you can just take the the content and use it again. So let's talk a little bit about video on um on LinkedIn. Uh and I I'm wondering um if they are going to be um pushing it more now that, you know, like TikTok has become so popular and now uh, sort of LinkedIn lives are available pretty much to everyone. I mean, I, I know when I got LinkedIn live, I had to apply and wait and cross my fingers. And now it's just there for everyone. Do you think that's part of like trying to that they're trying to get more people on video on LinkedIn doing video? I think it's already been happening. I, I okay. think about a lot of things in terms of a bell curve, and I don't know what the the names are. I, it's been a couple of years since I've had this in class, but there's like the the mm-hmm. you know the the innovators that are at the very very start of the spectrum, and then there's the late adopters, and then there's the majority, and then there's the laggards, and the I don't know yep. what the people on the end are called. But I kind of feel like video is in its it's in it's in its mainstream right now on LinkedIn. I mean, I feel like everybody is aware of video and the power of video. And and there's not just, you know, one format. It's not just like upload an MP4. That's kind of called the native, you know, you upload it natively mm-hmm. on there. Mm-hmm. There's also the point to a YouTube or, you know, download a TikTok and upload it as an MP4. And then there's inside your headshot photo, there's the profile video. And by the way, Annette, do you, you have one of those on your profile, don't you? The animated video? Uh, the profile video? Yeah. Yeah. So does it still play in preview? Because I was trying it earlier yes. today and it wasn't, I went on my profile and it didn't work. And I went on John Asperian and his didn't work. And it was either, I could have been like, sometimes they unplug one server and they plug another one in and I'm making that up, but that's what I kind of feel like. Sometimes there's little hiccups that occur and it wasn't happening for me. It used to be like, people say it was like the Harry Potter movie when you walk by the, yeah, yeah. but it wasn't doing that for me. And I said, I wonder if they turned that off or if I just got caught when they were disconnecting and reconnecting the cords. Um, but you're saying it is still playing. Yeah, I actually just clicked on my profile now and it just popped up. Okay. That's weird. So. so but it, was it replaying for like the three seconds before the video, the full video? Like, did you have to click on it to watch nope, it? it? It just, it just replayed okay. for a couple of seconds. It's just mine is yeah. like 
Me waving right, right, same. Because I always use that three second preview, and I, I like look around and do things because you're trying to catch people's attention to keep them watching. Um, and some people were watching this going, "Wait, what?" They're like, "I was just a minute ago when you guys were talking about TikTok and discovery and friends." And I'm like, "Friends, the TV show. I know that. You know, no, that's the wrong friends." Yeah. <laughs> you no, know, well, I, you know, I'm glad that, that you brought up the profile video because I, I truly believe, and I am like a, a video nag among some of my colleagues who were who are not doing video. And I think that the LinkedIn profile video, we're talking about marketing, but you know, it's a, it's a thing that you're marketing yourself. I mean, whether you're a, a someone in corporate or you have a business or you know whatever, um, and and people um, are not using it, and it drives me crazy. Yeah, I was one of them, Annette. I can say, um, I, I I jumped onto making my own profile video quite some time. Well, let me tell you, the skill was not the issue; the intent was. Uh, I I do videos all the time, but uh, I kind of. Uh, did not, you know, uh, crystallize what I wanted to say on my video. Uh, how do I want to sign off? Um, what should my CTA be in that profile video? Particularly, you know, people who are still in employment and do not know where to redirect traffic to. I mean, what you expect people who is watching your profile video, what you want them to do. So, yeah, I, I took some time trying to crystallize that, but but once done, it's, it's a fabulous thing to have on your profile. And it's clearly a differentiator because not too many people are doing it uh, even now. Yeah, I, I I see that. And, you know, I, I'd like to ask you all, too, about um, sort of the whole um, social audios, because I was reading that brands are now having social audio strategies and, you know, we were all, I think I met you originally, both of you on Clubhouse back in the heyday when Clubhouse was the hot thing. And um, and then it sort of lost its luster. And I I found these these stats that um, that when in in 2021, in February 2021, there were 10.6 million downloads. Wow. And by April 2021, there were this is a month. There were 873,000 downloads. It was like down 69%. And I was not an, an early adopter there, but it was, you know, invite only. Um, but, you know, now we have, there's Clubhouse is still there. LinkedIn has audio. Um, Facebook uh, has introduced audio rooms. I'm not really on Facebook, so I don't, I don't know what goes on with that. And then there's Twitter spaces um, that, that's kind of like that. What do you think of in terms of, you know, maybe with with marketing for that? Um, is is that a, a something that that brand should look at, you think? Um, I can. <laughs> I'm like trying to point. It's it's opposite of where you are. Yeah. Like you're actually over there on my screen, but I have to go like there. Yeah. And now I'm going to point to that. Go I'm take it. Go it. ahead. I'll, I'll tell you a, a few things. Audio is going to be big. Like I, I was reading a statistic that by 2023 or by 2025, there'd be 8 billion devices, not just phones, just devices with some sort of audio interaction. It could mean uh, the Siri, the Alexas of the world and any kind of smart device. That's one. That's one statistic to look at. So therefore, what does that say? It says that audio is definitely top of agenda 
you know. The other thing is audio. Say start of 2021, it began as a platform. Clubhouse was a platform. But right now, audio has become a feature. So every other platform has audio as a feature. So audio is getting, you know, normalized as part of all other features that are available across platforms. So, yes, audio, I think, will get bigger. Audio search is huge, you know, for search engine. Voice optimized searches are getting bigger and bigger every day. So I think brands will jump in uh, to audio. Um, as we speak, I am planning my first audio chat for from my personal profile, uh, but for my organization. So oh, okay. I, I am planning something around that. And I know uh, audio on the company page is already being rolled out in beta. I think Guy is doing that, Guy Stribosh. And audio, I think, will get bigger. Um, brands will jump onto it like they have jumped onto video. They will jump onto audio as well. They just have to get, you know, uh, all, all the things in the right place. Yeah, so, I think there's a benefit to audio. And I mean, we know because we, we were on the clubhouse circuit for, for a while. We, we saw it first. I mean, you don't have to do your hair and makeup. Anybody can come up on stage. The, the photos look consistent wherever you go. Um, and, you know, I don't know. There's a lot of reasons I think that um, clubhouse isn't still around. I mean, I think part of it, it was such an Apple focused um, community mm-hmm. for a while. And then they, I think they took too long to roll it out to Android and then we got kind of tired. And then LinkedIn's like, Hey, we're doing all, we're going to start to do audio over <laughs> here. And we're like, good. Then we don't have to leave LinkedIn. Cause we would leave LinkedIn and go to clubhouse. Um, but now they're rolling it out across the platform. And I've, I'm one of the pages that's involved in the LinkedIn audio test. So I'm doing like a LinkedIn audio event on my Meller marketing page on LinkedIn every Monday at 1 PM. Um, testing it out and also kind of learning a little bit as I go because it, it is a newer technology. And we all know you don't learn something the first time you do it or the second time you do it. You learn it by doing it 20, 30, 40 times. Um, Twitter spaces, I've not really done a whole lot with, but Bobby Umar, you know, I, you know, he's the, the person I see popping on Twitter spaces and doing a lot with that. Um, you know, I, I I, I always tell people, try it. And even like if you're watching this video right now, whether you're watching live or playback, drop a comment and let people know that you're there and test it out. Test out what the commenting looks like because you're going to notice you put a comment and then it actually on LinkedIn Live, at least it takes 30 seconds for the comment to be seen by the moderators. And then it might take a net another couple seconds to grab your comment and show it up on screen. So another minute and a half may have gone by. Um, so there's a little bit of a time delay that occurs and you don't, you wouldn't know that your first time through and you wouldn't know that your first time being a guest, but you'll know it after you've done it a couple times. And then what you do as a marketer is we build in and we, we explain things to our audience. So we, they know that we're not ignoring them when we're seeing the comments coming in. Um, but you know, brands need help with this because this is a whole, you know, this is like the wild west and there's always new things sprouting up here and there. And we got to figure them out and figure out where we need to be. But the good thing is, you know, on LinkedIn, there's such a great community of people out there who are doing it already, who are willing to, you know, we all stick our necks out. Right. And I, I've had a couple of times I've gotten burned. The audio didn't work. The, the feed dropped. I'm like, I do things and I break them so that you don't have to. Right? That's my, uh, my thing. I always say I make, I don't make mistakes. I have learning experiences. And then I tell my audience what my learning experience was so they can learn from it too. 
Well, Brandon, you are the most unflappable person. And thank you for reminding me to say hello to our to people that are watching. You know, yeah. I was and, and I want to say Ken, you know, Ken mentioned that his he's not very big on video, but he likes the audio much yeah. better. Um, and I want to say hello to our friend who joined us just a little bit ago, Michelle J. Raymond, who is another fabulous LinkedIn person, particularly on company pages. And uh, and Ilya, Ilya, I hope your ears were probably ringing because <laughs> we were talking about you and how awesome you are um, with the videos that you do. And, you know, it, it's so interesting. I, I'll never forget, Brenda, when you were on my show at the beginning of this year and I somehow hit something and left the studio uh, and couldn't get back in and I didn't know where I was and I couldn't and you're just there going talking on and, and then I was like all right welcome to the Brenda Meller show come along everyone we're gonna go over here now and talk about it and it was you know and and it was so fabulous but I you know I um I know LinkedIn uh LinkedIn audio um it's I believe it's still rolling out I mean I whined and cried and moaned about it for months and months because I didn't get it I didn't get it and then I finally got it like September and I haven't done an audio event yet because I I kind of like the lives I love LinkedIn live because I love to be able to to chat and see people and um and you know have people be able to watch it later so mm -hmm. you know what do you think about the the whole audio um recording I know they did start you know, um, being able to record audios on Clubhouse and you could go back and listen to them later. Um, LinkedIn is, uh, you know, different because it's a public space. Um, but I don't know. What do you think is going to happen with that? Are we going to see that audio recording or? Do you have some thoughts about Mo or do you mind if I? No. Um, uh, you go for it, Brenda. I will add to it. So I, I think this kind of reminds me of um, uh, of a friend, former coworker Lee Meadows, and Lee and I were talking, and he's a leadership coach and speaker. And and every once in a while, people would say, "Lee, do you have an email list?" And he'd be like, "No, but I need to get one of those one of these days." And it kind of reminds me of when we see newer, newer technologies come out. The same thing happens. People say, "You know, this audio is great, but I I missed the beginning. Is it is there a recording that's available?" And it's like our audience is driving us to make the changes to serve them. Because come end of the day, I mean, we have to, there's there's the consumers, the people we're trying to reach, and then we have to understand the platform and the algorithm and the rules. And, you know, all of these social media sites, they are businesses. Their goal is to increase time on site, to keep you on the site longer. How are they going to do that? They're going to give you what you're asking for. Can, you know, can we do audio? Yes, Annette Rich Richmond, you have audio. Mo says, <laughs> can you give us audio? Can we listen to a playback? Yes, Mo, we'll give you an audio playback. And the more, the longer we stay on this site, what happens? Engagement increases. They can report that back to their advertisers. They can serve you more ads, right? They can do more upsells. Um, so I think it'll come around. And I, I don't know what the hesitation or hiccup is other than I think there's a bandwidth issue. Now, now LinkedIn has to become like a repository for all these things to sit because think about it right now, LinkedIn live video sits on LinkedIn. It doesn't sit on a YouTube channel. So they had to buy like a whole factory of servers or cloud space or something to put these on. So I think it's probably a technology. Um, I don't want to say even roadblock, but it's a technology problem that needs to be solved before they can start hosting it. Because how cool was that when we could do that on Clubhouse, you could like take the last 30 seconds and you could tweet it out. That was the yeah. coolest thing. Yeah. So I would think LinkedIn's going to get there because it's a really neat content tool. 
and and a yeah. great thing for advertising. So I want to say uh, thank you for joining us, Naomi. This is her first LinkedIn Live, so we're so happy that you decided to do that with us. And here Michelle is giving us some news that audio recording is on the roadmap. So, um, and I would think that that would be great too for advertisers. I mean, if you're going to have something and, you know, it, it is also, I think, a different audience, which is part of the reason that I put all of my LinkedIn Lives um, on, on podcast so that people can view them audio, video, however they, however they, um, prefer uh to do that and so michelle's giving us some more information here just the yeah. slow and steady rollout so i'm sorry I, someone was going to say something and i interrupted no no you did not interrupt i just wanted to add uh to what we were discussing audio recording is definitely in the roadmap but currently when we go live on audio events there is a prompt which says that linkedin is currently recording it mm -hmm. for you know for privacy for you know, just for safety. So I'm sure they are creating that repository and they will, you know, gradually create a way for us to kind of, because that's a, that's been a common ask since the very start that we do want recording. One way that I have been doing these audio events is uh, when I've had my show, I record it on my uh, laptop locally. And then I get that transcribed and publish it as an article. If I had a better equipment, a better recording equipment, that could be published as a podcast. You know, uh, I could still do that. Just just a little bit of cleaning of uh, and editing probably is required. But then if someone wanted to, they could. But I think uh, it's definitely in the in the pipeline, in the roadmap. Do you think so too, Brenda? I mean, it sounds like it. I mean, when? yeah, when? it sounds like it's like I it's coming up. Yeah. And, and like Michelle Raymond was saying, and she's got like, I think she's got like a hotline to somebody at LinkedIn. She's yeah, I think so too. She's exactly. like one of those people you want to follow. And by the way, if you're not already following Michelle J. Raymond, please do so. She's the company pages expert. She and I, we kind of um, were circling around each other because we're like, you like company pages? I like company pages. And we were both helping people with them. And she's very knowledgeable about those things coming up. But um, yeah, it sounds like it's on the horizon. So it'll be here. You know, I, I just wonder, I, Annette, I was kind of the same way. I'm like, oh, you know, when LinkedIn Audio said they were going to, they were, when LinkedIn said they were going to have an audio, I'm like, oh, I want it because we're leaving, we're leaving Clubhouse. But I was kind of like been there, done that. If I get it, I get it. If I don't, I don't. When I first did get it on my personal, I did like, I think I did a stream just to test it out. Um, and I'm doing the audio test on pages right now. So I have a commitment to do that for, for a while yet, which I'm enjoying. Not a bad thing. But um, I don't been there, done that because we've had on a clubhouse. If I wasn't a clubhouse audio event user, I might be more excited about it on LinkedIn. But also, I think I'm more comfortable doing audio on LinkedIn because I've done it on clubhouse, too. So I don't know. Well, and you so can do as much in a day, right? You can do. Wow. Only that much. So Michelle is smiling at us. We are smiling back at you, Michelle. And, you know, I, again, I'm, I'm the same way though. I wanted it because like everybody I knew had it and I was, oh, not me. I never get it. And oh, woe is me. Cause I like to whine about something. And then, you know, finally there it was. And now it, LinkedIn is constantly prompting me to, Hey, do you want to do audio? Why don't you do an audio when you have, whenever I go into one in the audience, 
So, um, you know, I want to thank you so much, both of you, for being here with me tonight. And I want to be mindful um, of your time. And thank you to everyone who has been with us, many people right from the start. And we have talked, I think we've covered a lot of ground, um, but obviously I'm not bringing up everything um, that I should. Uh, so um, if, if you could just share as we are, before we close down, something that you think that's important to say that, you know, I haven't asked and we haven't discussed. Um, and then of course, how to get in touch with you. I think that'd be a great way to sort of close us out. So uh, Brendan, you want to start and we'll work back up to me. So was the question again, like just talking about trends or I, I'm trying to. Whatever. Anything that we haven't talked about tonight that you think is important to, to mention, it could be, you know, anything, something specific about LinkedIn or, you know, anything, a closing thought that you might have. Um, I would just say, I'll just kind of talk about LinkedIn because that's my area of specialty. There's probably people watching this right now that are a little hesitant and nervous about using LinkedIn and don't want to do things the wrong way and don't want to look dumb when they're doing things or, you know, don't want to ask questions. There are, there's a wonderful community of people out there. Three of us are on the call here today who are who are able and willing to help you. And I all the time get people asking me questions, sometimes in emails or in DMs, or, you know, they'll submit it through my website. How do you do this? I feel silly asking this. I should know. But um, and there's a wonderful community of people that want to see you succeed and help you out on LinkedIn. And once you find a wonderful person, I mean, if you look through the stream on tonight's video here on LinkedIn, I've been tagging people as we've been talking about them, leaving a little breadcrumb trail so that you can kind of click on and go to their profile and follow them and get more nuggets and get more tips from them because there's a wonderful, wonderful community of people out there. So, yeah, I guess that's what I have to say in closing today. Well, well, thank you so much. And people can, of course, find you and connect with you on LinkedIn. Absolutely. So if you go to my profile on LinkedIn, I have creator mode set up and my follow my default button is follow, not connect. Now, if you do want to connect with me, I am more than open to connecting with you, but you'll need to go to the, the more drop down, click on that. And underneath that, you'll see an option that will either say connect or personalize invite. When you click on that, there'll be a uh, button that will say add a note or send. Now you want to add a note and say, hey, Brenda, I heard you on Annette's LinkedIn live tonight. Like, tell me where you heard from me. Um, if I get like a blind invitation, meaning an invitation from someone I don't know, I'll check it quick once over on your profile. I typically will um, accept invitations from people in the U.S. and Canada because I'm located in the U.S. and that's where most of my business comes from. And there is a connection limit of 30,000 and I'm more than halfway there. So I'm being much more selective. But I do make exceptions for people that watch um, broadcast shows. The only ones I don't accept still, Annette, are the, the photos, uh, the accounts without photo because I want to make sure that you're a real person. But having said that, yeah, I'm more than open to connecting or you can just click on follow and you can see my updates on LinkedIn. And, and absolutely, absolutely do that. If, if you're not already following Brenda, please do so. And Mo. Uh, thank you. I just said ditto to that, Brenda, for explaining so well. How can people go and connect? Uh, I'm also on. Uh, I have my creator mode turned on as well. What I would quickly like to add and that this is, I think, applicable across channels when any platform is introducing a new feature, I think that's the best time to jump onto it because the platform will organically try and push it out a little wider. So do it scared anyways. Courage comes in bite-sized packages. Just if you've heard of a new feature that's been uh, introduced, just go on, try it out. You may not like it thereafter, but just give it that first kind of you know push because um, you will have some or organic 
push from the platform already. Uh, and the best place to connect with me is obviously on LinkedIn as well. Yeah, that's you that sounds like that's a little push for me to, to, to start using audio. So I got it. It's on my list. I've got to I've got to give it a shot. So, again, I thank you so much for being here and sharing your wisdom. Um, people, if you're watching uh, now live or on the replay, put a comment in and I'm sure somebody one of us will respond to you. So thanks again so much for being here. And actually, um, you will be seeing me soon with another <laughs> show. <laughs> so have a great rest of your night. Thank you again for joining me for this episode of the Trend Talk Show. If you enjoyed our broadcast, please subscribe.